Welcome back to the show. My name is Jose. It's been a while since I last recorded, but I wanted to share this insight with you. Let's get started. One of the most powerful mechanisms I know of to gain agility is to strip down the process and promote active collaboration instead. I've seen multiple occurrences of teams or entire organizations not fully grasping the concept of iterative development and delivery of working product, removing ways to simplify the process, and working at a sustainable pace. Quite the contrary, the more evident the need to simplify and stay nimble, the heavier and more complex processes seem to become, and the less happy people become as well. This contradictory realization leaves me to search for the reason why this happens. Why is Jira, the most popular tool for managing projects, considered a nuisance by so many people? Why are teams not as productive as they want to? Why does leadership insist on solving problems in a way that is reportedly hindering the team's growth? I believe the answer to these questions lies in purpose, or rather, the lack thereof. The idea of delivering value is more contrasting to building features than it seems, and yet organizations more often than not stick to the latter. In order to transition from building features, or even worse, performing tasks, to delivering value, there's one tweak that takes little to no effort while yielding significant results. And that is to dissociate activities from states. Most companies I've worked with who claim to adopt some form of agile methodology like Scrum or Kanban have observably struggled to realize the true value of those frameworks. They would do what most do, set up some sort of board with a number of columns that would represent activities and treat every sprint review as a deadline. Most other components of these methodologies are just disregarded. Some of these companies would take it a step even further. The product owner, or worse, a scrum master, would allocate the work for the team as if they were a project manager, monitoring their performance on a daily basis. This waterfall-like approach is short-sighted, in the sense that it creates unreasonable silos, hinders creativity and collaboration, and has the potential to drown the teams in process. Not only that, the team's morale slowly deteriorates as they are portrayed as mere cogs in a machine, incapable of thinking or feeling, devoid of any other purpose than to bang keys on a keyboard and push tickets on a system from column to column. There's two issues with this approach. First one, activities are not sequential, but they're rather complementary. A software work item might include design, engineering, quality assurance, and deployment. These can happen at the same time, as if they were one single activity. Design can happen while engineering, and even after it. Quality assurance can happen while engineering and designing too. In fact, all of these should be held in tandem, not in sequence. Deployment to a staging environment might just trigger multiple times before it is considered ready for launch. So it's really not about a sequence, but rather a joint effort of all different functions in generating value. Point two, activities are not states. 
A value proposition is only realized when it's out in the open for customers to realize and manifest. If a work item's definition of done includes good levels of automated task coverage, search engine optimization, and manual validation, then those are activities a team conducts to reach a valuable read done state. Until then, you have not materialized value to be delivered. A work item is not 50% done if there are two out of four activities completed. It is simply not done. Instead, work item states are value realization states. Typically, when a team sits together every day, they ask themselves this. Question 1. What work have I done yesterday? Question 2. What work will I do today? Question 3. What might prevent me from doing the work I set out to do? Notice that I'm emphasizing the word work. Instead of work, the team should be shifting the focus of the questions to value instead. So these would look like Question 1. What have I done yesterday to deliver value to customers? Question 2. What will I do today to deliver value quicker to customers? Question 3. What might prevent me from delivering value to customers? The focus is now on value instead of work. If a workflow includes states such as ready to test or waiting deployment, this is indicative of a lower level of maturity and a lack of culture of working together. Remember, activities are not states, and they do not directly indicate stages of realizing value. Instead, think of how value is being realized. It's either one of these three. Unrealized, which is typically called to-do, it is being realized, so it's in progress, or it's just realized, it's done, it's out there in the market. Now, there are exceptions to to-do, work in progress, and done, but these are just that, they're exceptions. For instance, there might be strong regulations or restrictions that cannot be prevented, and thus affecting the realization of value which could justify an intermediate step in the workflow. The decision to harden a workflow this way should be made with caution. Nonetheless, as long as the main focus remains on customer value over performing busy work and the team or organization feels at ease to reevaluate the layout at any time, the risk of disrupting the realization of value should stay somewhat low. There are states of work that simply don't belong in a sprint backlog. Talking specifically about Scrum, the purpose of a sprint backlog is to guide the team towards fulfilling a customer-centric goal at a tactical level. Most work items that are allocated into the sprint are customer-centric. They're usually called user stories. And each item has its own set of activities required to deliver the value to the customer. There are other bits of information that are also important to keep track of, but they are not necessarily tactical, but rather technical or strategic. Measuring a team's ability to innovate is not done in the sprint backlog, at least not directly. For instance, 
high-level customer and business outcomes can and should be monitored separately from actual product work. Automation plays a big role in keeping a more accurate track of important time-to-market metrics. Opportunities are seldom a part of the backlog because they haven't been properly evaluated against the current product strategy. The volatility of these items is high compared to actual work that's in line with that strategy. I want to talk a little bit about Jira again since it's a modern tool and is very permissive when it comes to customizing your workflow state model. Alassian, the company behind Jira, allows you to do that to accommodate different customers with different needs. Some might need extra steps. Some just don't need it. They'll just go with the simplest option available. There's nothing wrong with being able to change these models in specific situations, but the fact you can do it doesn't mean you should. The problem with this approach is that it increases the likelihood of configuring either the wrong workflows or too rigid ones. Rigidity in the process increases resistance to change, and that resistance generates waste. For example, if your Kanban board has seven columns instead of the typical three, the complexity of a workflow potentially increases sevenfold when you might have thought it would be only twofold. If you consider how many times a work item changes state back and forth, it's actually a whole lot more than seven. So you end up in this nightmare everyone talks about, spending more time on Jira than on doing actual work. So to summarize, start generating true product value at a sustainable pace by removing wasteful steps in your sprint backlog and putting the right concepts in the right place. Activities pertain to the work required to generate value. States pertain to the focus the team is on at one moment to deliver valuable features to customers. Thanks for tuning in to one more episode of the show. If you want to stick around, go to josemoda.net slash podcast or visit anchor.fm slash josemodanet. You can find me on Apple Podcasts or Spotify as well. Speak soon.